Yeah, I mean, I'm saving a ton of money having uh, my resident Canadian officiate, so. There you go. Um, That's one of the many powers that Canadians have, right? Just when they enter yeah. the country, they can marry people willy-nilly. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can dress her up like Catherine O'Hara in the finale of uh, Schitt's Creek, so she can <laughs> do it as the Pope. I can't even tell you how much I was hoping that you were going to say Beetlejuice. Mm. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that is more on brand. Maybe that's the whole the whole wedding party is just like the many shades of Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our theme actually. Yeah, yeah. you get to be uh, it's like okay, you're you're best in show Catherine O'Hara, you're I'm uh, home alone Catherine you're... <laughs> O'Hara. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of build a small section of a plane's fuselage around you. Mm-hmm. Just in a panic the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the case no matter what. It's a wedding. <laughs> Can you hear my chair squeaking? A little bit, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get a large wooden cube to sit on. Bear with me. Yeah, since we can't record in Lone Fur, I have hired someone to come to your home and try to stab you. <laughs> Guy. Good luck getting around um, my terrifying window display. Not sure if you if you saw. Oh, I, I yes. <laughs> all of my neighbors <laughs> walking up to me like, "That's scary. What you did, <laughs> and we're not happy." So my across the hall neighbor, mm-hmm. like last year um, around Christmas, I put up like this little, like tiny wreath, and then she put up this big ass, like mom style bows everywhere wreath and I was one like, of well, those fuck you. neighbors mm-hmm. and then i hung up a handmade like fur bow sure. wreath and one mm-hmm. but this year i have my little sloth hanging off a witch's broom like door hanger sure, for halloween yeah. she has the head of a clown doll <laughs> well where do you go from there you don't <clears throat> You, you, okay, here's where you go. You build your own Halloween wreath, or your own Christmas wreath, rather, (laughs) out of many doll heads. (laughs) Just, like, start mimicking, like, one one holiday off the mark, just to really fuck with them. (laughs) So, a little nightmare before Christmas? Exactly, yeah. Uh, And on that note, by the way, I have decided to just continue the Halloween spookiness up until December. Like I'm, um, I'm going to build up to like evil Christmas. You're a, you're a ghost story podcast, so inherently. <laughs> I mean, in the podcast, but also in my own personal life. In your person, okay. I've just been listening to scary podcasts every day now. Just like, mainlining spooked. Put so, I've been mainlining spooked. I have. I have such trouble with the host. I think we covered this last time. We have, but, yes. Um, we have differing opinions on Glenn Washington. It's like, I there was one episode where like it started and he, he was just like, the grabbing hands, grab what they can, all for themselves. After all, I'm like, that's a Depeche Mode lyric, fuck you. <laughs> like, I understand you have a lot of episodes to write spooky intros for, but you need to step your game up just a skosh. I think you might have more of an issue with the writers of Spooked. Absolutely, I do. This is like like the 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 host himself, no problem. The writers, hmm. um, but it's really hard to find like a spooky podcast that is like not not just you know some hillbilly reading reading a scary story to you and like not taking multiple takes. So they're like pronouncing respite as respite. 
Um, this may surprise you, but that's the reason that Boohaha exists, is that there wasn't a good enough scary story podcast. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, now I got to make it myself. And then I was doing it for a year, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, I wanted to listen to this, not make it. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I want this art to exist in the world. I don't want to be the one to create it for myself. Um, that said, I can give you, I think I have found three podcasts that are consistently spooky. Would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, I just, one that I just started listening to today called Knife Point Horror. Ooh. It's real. I've only listened to the most recent three episodes, but it's eerie little stories have you ever do you ever see that that hulu show monster land it was like i i saw it but i didn't watch it yeah (laughs) it's it's like a series it's like an anthology season and it's just like a series of varying kinds of spooky unsettling creepy troubling stories and it's just great knife point knife point horror i will i'll send you a link and listeners look it up knife point horror brought to you by soren narnia which I think is just Roman Mars in disguise. Like, li- give it a listen. You're like, no, that's Roman fucking Mars, 100%. It's pretty easy to tell. You like, it's it. It, it can't not be Roman Mars. Like, who, and he's like too embarrassed that he's like, I also do a ghost podcast, and I don't want people to know about that. Um, production value is really high. It has to be. Mm. Beautiful, Oakland, California. Hey, guys, no fight club. Knock it up. Cat can have a little fight club as a treat. (laughs) Uh, Not when cat pees on my bed yesterday right where I put my head. No, that's less good. That's not what you want. Nightmare Uh, inducing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, then, okay, we've burned 40 minutes of recording. (laughs) You're dead. Speaking of 40 minutes of recording that I'm going to have to edit through pretty judiciously, you're listening to Boohaha, a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but is more often than not about Dune, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and, uh, comedy-esque narrative, uh, 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 what are they called? Documentary series that we've both been watching recently. And that was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I know. Like, that's all, it's all going to be on the editing floor. But, you know, listeners, this is your window into a world you'll never see. Um, every week-ish, kind of, I gather my nearest and or dearest to a campfire that I build in the scariest place I can find. This week it's the, the internet. internet. <laughs> and regale them with spooky tales of boogers and googers. That sounds like something you shouldn't say in public in mixed company. Look at these googers I have. This week, my nearest and or dearest is the hilarious... And host emeritus of Boohaha, Emily Faye Coleman. I'm your podcast boss. (laughs) Yeah, my PCB. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome for my annual performance review. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like doing it on Halloween time because <laughs> helps you pad out the episode count. It, it it pads out the episode count, and it's also you know the spooky looming specter of failure. Will we get a renewal for another season? Is that even how this works? I yeah, don't how know. many seasons would you say that you've done? Oh, well, we're on four now. We we click over after Halloween, so okay. uh, it'll be five coming up soon. Five seasons in only three years. Pretty impressive, huh? Yeah, it's almost like you're uh, America's Next Top Model. How have there been 30 seasons of that? How, like, what, is it in a, it's does it happen in a time hole? A year. Okay. I think we're on, like, season 87 of The Bachelor. Good um, God. Jenna, if you're listening, please tell me what season we are uh, on The Bachelor. Also come on Boo Ha Ha. <laughs> Our schedules have just never lined up. Uh, welcome to the fourth and final installment of the Booha Halloween Spooktacustravaganza. Man, only one take that time. Castle Thunder. <laughs> it's it's very like the fireworks at the end of a Mario level. <laughs> Just pew pew. Um, welcome. How is your spooky Halloween time going? Um. It's it's good. I haven't been watching as many horror movies as I think I should. I'm right there with you. I haven't I've I haven't watched nearly enough spooky movies. I've been watch, I've been listening to a lot of spooky podcasts. I think that counts. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm getting there. Uh, I'm always really depressed that well not depressed. I'm always very bummed out that there aren't more seasonally spooky music tracks. It is just like you know, the Monster Mash and like, you know, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> I have a, a playlist I can send you. <laughs> please, please do. Because otherwise I'm just, I'm I'm listening to the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack on a loop. Uh, and then one Apple music playlist called Dark and Dreary, which gets the job done. There's a lot of I mean, you just have to kind of dig deeper into the realm of like 60s novelty Halloween music. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which... <laughs> Are you aware, it's not quite 60s, but uh, the Alan Parsons Project has an album called, I think, Tales of Mystery and Imagination. No, I was not aware. It's just, it's Ed Grellen Poe. Like, oh. track one is The Raven, and then The Telltale Heart, and The Cask of Amontillado, and The System of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather. It's banging. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll um. send it over. Yeah, uh, Churches um, just released their new album. Um, you mean which... Chiverches? Yes. <laughs> uh, but it is, it's not like a concept album, but it is very, very heavily inspired by like 70s and 80s horror. Um, Love it's it. So, it's so fucking good. I'm going to have to give that, I'm, all, I'm writing so many things down here on my list. <laughs> I've got David Schwimmer Discovery Channel and Chiverches. <clears throat> um, so speaking of chiverches, uh, I'm still bad at segues. Uh, Not as bad as the guy that invented segues. No, no. He, he, you know, you either, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see to yourself. go off a cliff hoist, on your own invention. Hoisted by your own petard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, ironic deaths... This is the fourth and final installment of the Boo-Ha Halloween Spooktacustravaganza. And so instead of doing garbagey regional ghost stories, we are plumbing the depths for things that might actually be scary. I still and... have a book for you. Oh, yes. Please, please do send it my way. Um, 
But this episode, we won't need any books because we are going to be diving headlong into Jezebel's annual scary story roundup. So you don't want me to try to recount the plot of all of the Conjuring Universe movies? <laughs> We've done that. It was enough. <laughs> none of us ever... Emily, because of what we did on that episode, none of us ever have to talk about the Warrens ever again. <laughs> Nobody in the world! I was re-listening to the last podcast about Amityville and they brought up the Warrens and I just had like a visceral, like, not again. I'm not ready. Um... Yeah, no, so we're going to be diving headlong into Jezebel's annual Scary Story Roundup. Um, I'm actually just copying these out of this document and into a into a text file so that I have them all here. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, last year we kind of just picked at random. This year, I read all of them. Oh. I read... 10 years, I think. I read 10 years of spooky story roundups. And what I did then was that I collated them all and winnowed them down to scrape out all of the like real world horrors. Like there was a man living in the crawl space or like I'm a woman who lived alone and there was a man who wanted to murder me or I'm a woman who was driving home alone and there was a man in a car behind me following me home. I mean, you know how I feel about man in crawl space. That's... <sighs> The nightmare. This the 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 man in crawl space is is the the looming Spider-Man of Denver specter that will never that will never leave this podcast alone. Everyone was like, "Man, the boy was so stupid." I'm like, "No, no." The boy too was so stupid. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh boy, he's full of lasagna meat. It turns out, sorry, spoilers. Nobody cares. Um, it turns out the doll is haunted. In addition to the 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 boy and the man boy in the walls. I guess at that walls. point it would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, um, and at some point they like try to break it open and it's full of like we. <laughs> it's supposed to be like some devil. And it's got a little butthole mouth, oh but my it God, just I need to see this. it looks like lasagna meat. Like they like somebody filled a porcelain doll with like spaghetti. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> lasagna meat reminded me. I hadn't. Uh, dealt with dinner. <laughs> I need to, it reminded me that I need to deal with some lasagna meat. Um, so we're going to be going into this, uh, this list here. Like I said, I, I scraped out all of the real world horrors and stuck to the purely or mostly supernatural. And I'm going to give you a series of choices here. I'm going to read through them. Choose wisely. I felt like it should have started with, do you want to play a game? <laughs> do, do you want to read a story? <laughs> um, oh, I guess before that, just very quickly to refresh our listeners, um, belief in the supernatural. Uh, yes, in certain circumstances, I'm more of a residual believer than I am intelligent. Perfect. I love that it's at this point it's like frustrated it and cursory. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've told you this seventeen times, Avalon. Uh no, like I would be scared to I was scared to stay in Lizzie Borden's room when we were going to stay nah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID. Um <laughs> I was scared to stay there, but I don't believe in ninety percent of hauntings. Yeah. It's one of those like eh, maybe. Let's we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up Catholic. I am legally required <laughs> the, to believe the, in it. The fear is there. Um, so these stories that I have, we have we have five options here. 
I'm going to read them out for you now. We have Fire, Venka, A Ride Home. I feel like I've heard that one before. <laughs> it's, it's, they're generic. Most of, in fairness, most of these stories were just called Untitled, and so I had to go in and do a little bit of post-facto titling. Um, then we have The Crucifix, <laughs> and The Duplex. <laughs> I can see why that's scary, but I thought you said you rooted out all the real-world horror. <laughs> Most of the real world horror. There's still, there's gonna be a bit in there. Um, that second one sounded ominous. Venka? Yes. Excellent! <laughs> <laughs> that one has been on the list. Uh, it's the only one that's been on the list every week. And I've kind of directed people away from it because, like, most of the ones that we've recorded so far have been, you know, two shorties, three shorties, four shorties. Venka's a little bit longer, but. Spookerino, for sure. Very excited. Plus, I'm not in a you know a graveyard this year, so. And as if like as if the weather is just fucking with us. It's warm. <clears throat> the weather in Portland is uh, shitty, and it does this on purpose, and I hate it, and I want <laughs> to go to the desert. Venka. <laughs> In the early 70s, my aunt Sarah studied education at a college in a very conservative small town. She lived on campus while her boyfriend Jack, who eventually became my uncle, lived in a crappy house in a crappy part of town off campus. Because the college was in an industrial town, they were surrounded by really big feedlots and beef packing plants. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that ran, that ran 24 hours a day. Oh god, the murder never stops. I mean, technically, they're not slaughterhouses, but the smell would be better than that. Um, a 24-hour-a-day meatpacking just doesn't sound accurate. I mean, I... Is it like Wall Street? Like, the money never sleeps? Like, I guess... The beef the, never the, sleeps. The, the, <laughs> ugh. Um, um, and among the blue-collar workforce there, there were many undocumented workers that were paid under the table and lived off the grid. Um, capitalism! <laughs> Part of my aunt's coursework for her degree was going into the local district and trying to help illegal immigrant families get resources for their kids. Stuff like free lunches, prenatal care if the moms are pregnant. Mostly, the work was depressing as fuck. Yeah, checks yeah. out. <laughs> I mean... The families wanted resources, but they didn't want to bring any attention to their undocumented status. So it was kind of a disaster. Again, I thought you said you took the real world horror out of this. I, I, look, I, I used a, 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 a coarse sieve. So, you know, if there were any real world crumbles that got through the sieve, there's going to be some spooky attached to it. Uh, all right. <laughs> that strained metaphor hold up? No. Strained! Strained like going through a sieve. Anyway, <laughs> Uncle Jack lived across the street from a crappy apartment building that housed several of these families, and often groups of children would be playing outside. One day, while visiting, my aunt noticed this kid, probably a five- or six-year-old girl, just sitting alone on the apartment's crumbling balcony. After that, whenever she'd visit during the week, day or night, the little girl would be there. But, weirdly, she was always gone on weekends. She's got... She's got a schedule. She's got places but to she be. She had a shift at the TCBY. Like, 
just gotta shift it the 24-hour meatpacking plan. <laughs> who gave that kid a bolt gun? Um, so there were a lot of people who lived in those units. So on weekends, there would be tons of kids of all ages running around, tearing crap up, and just generally being little jerks. Again, checks out. They moved into the house in August, so it was blazingly hot, and the sun didn't set until almost 10 at night. So the kids were always running around. On any given weekday, though, that kid would be sitting there all by herself, just staring over at them, well into the evening. Uh, my aunt said at first she thought it was just sad that the kid didn't have anyone really looking after her. But then, it started to turn to fall, and the days started getting shorter and colder. One night, my uncle was walking my aunt to her car, and she remarked to him that the little girl wasn't out there, which was a relief because it was getting so cold. But then a car turned down the street with its brights on, and the headlights hit the balcony of that apartment building, and the kid was still there. I don't like the, the way that visually played out in my head. <laughs> Just a kid emerging from the shadows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for it either, thank you. My aunt said she must have been wearing dark clothes, because when the headlights passed over her, all they could really see was this little pale face. The headlights washed away all of her features. Ugh. Ugh. She'd been there the whole time, they just hadn't seen her because it was so dark. This was the turning point for my aunt. By now she was into her internship with the district, and she was doing a lot of outreach. Uh, so one weekend afternoon, when it was still pretty nice outside, she and my uncle approached the families mingling outside, and they asked about the little girl. But, strangely, no one would talk to her. She said even the kids pretended not to be able to understand her. So she left it alone, and as winter rolled in, the little girl could still be seen sitting on the balcony, appearing like she wasn't wearing a coat. And at this point, my aunt decided to stage an intervention to get the kid a jacket and maybe even enroll her in school. So she sees the kid one morning and heads across the street and up the stairs that lead to the second level. But by the time she gets there, the kid is gone. She didn't hear any footsteps or any doors closing, just gone. I've seen The Grudge too many times for this to not, like, put me on edge. <laughs> uh, at the best of time, children are terrifying, I think is the key thing. Uh, my aunt figures that it's the same thing from before, they're just scared of an outsider, but she's more determined than ever because this kid clearly needs resources. Fair. The road to hell paved with good intentions. <laughs> Literal road to hell. Yes. <laughs> um... That week it snowed, and so when the weekend comes, a bunch of little jackals that were living across the street were outside stockpiling snowballs to throw at each other. My aunt has learned from the last time, so this time she doesn't take my uncle, but she does take candy and a bunch of silver dollars. The older kids avoid her like the plague, but a couple of the little kids come over, and my aunt starts asking about the girl. The kids are way more interested in the candy and the silver dollars than the questions about the kid and they refuse to answer until one of them finally says Venka. A name for the child, my aunt presumes. She'd never heard that name, but she gives the little kid some candy and money anyway, which eventually entices the older kids to start talking to her, until she asks about Venka. Then the kids completely clam up, gathering the little ones and running away. <laughs> I mean, they're already taking money and candy from a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, it's a stranger who's done their due diligence. Like, they didn't just roll up. They returned week after week, casing the joint, parked the van far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taped up some trash bags over the windows. This story could still go in any number of directions. <laughs> so, 
social worker is a perfect cover for like a murderer so god damn it yeah so over the course of 30 seconds everyone disappears one winter evening when it was like hella dark that's in there um that's not me editorializing it was apparently it didn't sound like a word that that could come out of your mouth it was hella dark (laughs) um um, and my aunt saw the kid. By now, it was absolutely freezing out. There had been an ice storm the night before, and the kid was still out there. Freaking out, my aunt ran over, fully intending to get the kid and call the cops because it wasn't neglect at this point, it was abuse. When she finally made it up the apartment building's icy stairs, the kid was again gone, which finally got my aunt to really freak out because there was no way a kid could have moved that fast on icy concrete, and she knows that none of the doors to any of the apartments had opened trouble (laughs) Um, but still she pulled it together and decided to walk the length of the balcony just to make sure that the kid wasn't there maybe i'm a bad person but i feel like that would be the point where i would um leave yes correct (laughs) that's when you uh go away and you call the police uh or don't you just go you tried you did your yeah. due diligence. Yeah, at that point, it, the, it's in the Lord's hands. You go da- you wait until you see the kid, and you whip a snowball at her. <laughs> Just to make sure, you know? like It's not a kid statue? Yeah, exactly. Or, like, the, you don't want the snowball to, like, just go through. Like you, 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 That's worst case scenario, yeah. Wor- yeah, worst case scenario, yeah. Um, so, she decides to walk the length of the balcony. And reaching the midway point where this kid was sitting, she saw deep in the ice these... She didn't really know what to call them. They weren't quite footprints because they weren't really shaped like feet, not even little feet. And they weren't on top of the ice. They were like all the way through it, down to the bare concrete. It was I like don't the... like it. Nope. Uh, it was like the kid had just been standing there during the ice storm the previous night and the ice had just built up around her feet. Oh, God, no. Aww. Terrified, my aunt tore ass off the balcony and down the stairs, managing to trip and take a spectacular chunk out of her shin on the way. I feel like the author of this and I have a very different understanding of what the phrase tore, like, tearing ass means. (laughs) Um, no, you could, I mean, what's the, what's the, what what, what did uh, Gene Hackman call it in the Royal Tenenbaums? Let's shag ass. (laughs) So, you know, everybody's got a different little euphemism for beating it. Well, no, it's not even that. It just it kind of like propelled by gas. Oh. <laughs> no, I would call that ripping ass. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tearing ass, I would say like, oh yeah, they tore ass out of there. Um, but yeah, to, to rip ass is to fart, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's the, the taxonomy of, of ass music. Um, <laughs> so after making it to my uncle's house and telling him what had happened. He had two of his roommates head over and check it out while he stayed back and helped patch up her leg. (laughs) Um, After about 10 minutes, the guys came back and told her that, yep, they saw the footprints and none of them could come up with any explanation. And they tried to play it off, working out all these different scenarios that seemed plausible, like maybe there had been some empty cups or something sitting there and that the kid kicked them off the ledge and that made the weird footprints. Um... 
they convinced her that if they went over and looked in the morning, they'd probably find cups on the ground or something. Sure. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Cups. It's definitely cups. It's cups. It's always cups. It's... <laughs> Is that a ghost? No, it's just... Cups. Dixie. Yeah, turns <laughs> out. Um... At this point, they had all seen the kid at least once. She was always over there. But they pointed out that they all got so used to seeing her that my aunt probably just saw a shadow and took for granted that it was the kid. Mm. Hmm. Which, parenthetically it says here, which didn't really make any sense if they thought that the kid had kicked over some cups, but whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of jumping here. <laughs> Look, uh, denial isn't just a river in Egypt. Uh, if, if you see a spook, you're gonna you're gonna do everything you can to like rationalize that out of there. Yeah, no, I've heard some pretty stupid stuff. For... <laughs> One of my sheets was propelled across the room by the wind. Inside, all the windows were closed. It had eyeballs in it and blood. It's fine. I need to do laundry better. <laughs> Um, after winter falls, my uncle and his roommates decided to throw a giant kegger before everybody heads home for Christmas. It was the first time that my aunt had been back at the house since all of the stuff on the balcony happened. But everything seemed fine now. The little girl is nowhere to be seen. The party ends up being pretty low-key with only my uncle, his roommates, and their girlfriends, and one roommate's sister, Marisol, in attendance. I don't know why they named her. Marisol! Maybe she'll be important later. Maybe she'll be important later. I don't... It's a fun word to say. (laughs) (laughs) The night wore on and the ice storm began outside, uh, and, an, and another ice storm began outside, causing the power to go out and the roommates to light a fire in the fireplace. They were all fairly trashed at this point, and one of the roommates finally brought up the weird footprints. Something that they had yet to speak about out loud. You know that everyone was like, God damn it, Tony. Tony we had a pact. <laughs> Tony's like holding a flashlight, preemptively holding a flashlight under his chin. <laughs> Let's midnight society this fucker up like a low stakes version of i know what you did last summer like we're just not gonna talk about it <laughs> just ignore it it's fine hopefully nobody will come after us with an ice hook <laughs> or a big foot i guess <laughs> cops just giant cops <laughs> uh yeah anna kendrick's gonna get you <laughs> i'd watch it i'd watch a horror movie where anna kendrick was the murderer <laughs> Me too, actually. Just Anna Kendrick as like a creepy, unstoppable force coming after you, with or without cups. It's like that movie that Vince Vaughn just did where he body swapped with a teenage girl. That was so good. Was it? Did you watch it? No. It's, okay, it's the same guy who did um, Happy Death Day and Happy I Death Day to You. I not that one either. I was... I don't like horror movies with teens in them, but like apparently... Like, those two and It Follows are fucking amazing and I need to get over it. So, yeah, um, It Follows is uh, one of the scariest things I've seen in the last decade. Uh, genuinely it. really upsetting. Um, and Happy Death Day to You and Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You are fully self-aware. They okay. know that they're ridiculous. That's what I was worried about. It's so good. Like, it's it's really funny. Like, I showed it to Michael Garcia, the curmudgeonliest man in the world, and he's like... This is fucking hilarious. Well, she doesn't like anything I either. Know. That's <laughs> and like, and the second one goes so off the rails. Like, it's it's the third one. Like, it it has to be like a multiverse of madness thing in the third one. Like, it's it's <laughs> such a buildup. Uh, and freaky, the uh, the Vince Vaughn one. 
same guy it like it's a body swap it knows itself where there's a scene where like Vince Vaughn the the teenage girl in the body of Vince Vaughn is like talking to the guy she has a crush on and like they're in the back of a car they're alone and like they get to the point where they're almost making out as Vince Vaughn and it's so fucking funny like it's it's a very niche genre where comedic actors pretending to be teen girls in a respectful way. So it's pretty much just, I guess, that and then Jack Black in Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, kind of like with like Eddie Murphy and In My Name is Dolomite. At a certain point, you kind of forget that you're watching Vince Vaughn. Wow, um, that's very difficult to say. I know. It's really, uh, it, it's, I, if... If, if if you heed none of my other warnings, heed this one. Uh, watch Happy Death Day to You and, and Freaky. Those are tons of fun. Anyway, back to the terror. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm genuinely, like, invested in I know, the story. the story is... Okay, so... She wants to hear the rest of the story. I know, fun, fun is like, get to the part about the scary demon. So yeah, they're all fairly trashed. Um... And my uncle finally brought up the weird footprints, something they had yet to speak out loud. Um, finally, there, sitting around the fire, my uncle and his two roommates admitted that it was really creepy. <laughs> my uncle said, I know it's not possible, but it looked like... Yeah, another one continued. It looked like a goat horn, or it looked like a goat hoof or a pig hoof. Is this the... The spin-off to Amityville Horror? Yeah, there's a I saw a giant pig a in my movie? room. Um, uh, the other roommate filled in, yeah, it looked like a goat hoof or a pig hoof. Um, le leading my uncle to remark, yeah, like something with cloven feet was standing there. Very cool. The energy in the entire room, according to my aunt, shifted pretty suddenly. Um, my uncle's friend turned to my aunt and asked... What was the girl's name again? Velma? <laughs> Linda Cardellini has been standing on that balcony every day. Jinkies. My aunt stepped in, correcting, Venka. My aunt says you could have heard a pin drop at that point. But eventually somebody changed the subject and everybody continued to drink and goof around. God. At some point, however, my aunt went into the kitchen and was followed by Marisol, the roommate's sister. Okay, so she is important. Yeah. <laughs> She's the deus ex uh, spookina in this. <laughs> um, alone in the kitchen, Marisol said, with a weird expression on her face, Did you say that the girl's name was Venka? My aunt nodded, telling her that she, that was what the kids, the non-creepy cloven-hoofed kids, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> told her. Marisol nodded and didn't say anything for a while. But when my aunt turned to leave, Marisol put a hand on her arm and said, It wasn't Venka. It was Venga. It's slang. It means come here in Spanish. <laughs> and that's when Marisol told my aunt the story. It was the first year the district and the college had tried the internship program my aunt was participating in, and Marisol who had participated in the program, was stuck literally going door-to-door -door trying to find the families with kids that needed to be enrolled in school. She got a hell of a lot farther than my aunt ever did because she spoke fluent Spanish. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, reasonable. Um, uh, Marisol, says, uh, Marisol says she went from uh, one crappy building to another, um, 
Not across the street from my uncle's rental, but pretty close. And while there, she saw all of these kids, including a little girl dressed in dark clothes, who appeared to be by herself. Marisol talked to the more friendly kids and their families, convincing them that they qualify for services and going to school, uh, and that going to school is really a good thing to be doing. <laughs> Gee golly, kids, you'll love it. Uh, <laughs> getting up to go, she asked about the little girl she saw outside. Upon mentioning her, an older woman, probably a grandmother or a great-grandmother, crossed herself and shook her head. She told Marisol that what she saw wasn't a little girl. It was a bad spirit, and that Marisol should forget she ever saw her. That seems... Uh, yeah, good advice. <laughs> I mean, the last time I heard of that happening, like, Silent Hill happened, so, like... <laughs> Just ignore the demons. It's fine. Don't pay attention to them. Um, it's like the bye-bye man. Don't think it, don't say it. <laughs> um, at the time, Marisol figured that maybe the kid was illegal or possibly even stolen from some other family. Parenthetically. Sure. Sadly, that happens. Um, but then when she tried to really think back to the girl's features, nothing came to mind. It was just blank. Kind of just the general impression of a little girl in dark clothing. I mean, that might just be face blindness. That's fair, yeah. I have Facebook. I have Facebook. I have face blindness for this one kid only. Yeah. Um, I have face blindness for the devil. Uh, over the weeks and months, Marisol started to eavesdrop, and more and more she could hear about this Venga girl. Apparently she was called that because she would whisper, Venga, Venga, and try to lead the kids off into the woods. I mean, it just sounds like a creepy little kid. Yeah. Come here. You want to see a dead body? And then they go on a lovely adventure together, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Will Wheaton? No, who's Yeah, there? Will Wheaton's there. Will Wheaton's there. Corey Feldman's there. That fat kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the others. The other ones. <laughs> um, Marisol wasn't clear on exactly what would happen to anyone who followed Venga into the woods. According to the conversations he overheard, all of the kids knew better than to go with her, or else they'd be beaten within an inch of their lives by a granny armed with a wooden spoon. She then, she then swore that she would catch glimpses of the kid in different places around town. Ah, I, yeah. okay, that's, that's weird. Trouble. Um, by this point, my aunt was super drunk and totally freaked out. Getting away from Marisol as quickly as she could, she informed my uncle that he needed to take her back to the dorm. Heading away from the apartment... By this wooded area, my uncle, either because of the ice storm or because he was tanked, ended up hitting a curb hard enough that it blew out a tire. It being the middle of the night and freezing, he left my aunt in the car and got out alone to change the tire by the light of a flare, the only source of light that he had. In the car, my aunt was terrified. The red of the flare was bouncing off the ice and flashing everywhere, and there, in the woods, about 20 feet away, is the little girl. Nope, 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 nope. <sighs> The flare was bright enough for my aunt to get a good look at her face, except there wasn't one. The face was perfectly pale and smooth and featureless. No eyes, no nose, no mouth. Uh, I don't know if, like, completely smooth like an egg is scarier. Or, or if lumpy. having Yeah, or just having, like, the 
the places where stuff would like a if you took the paint off a Barbie. Yeah, like if you if you took I was gonna say if you took a match to a Barbie, like you know just kind of melt down the face, all it's smooth and shiny, but yeah, you still like have the still features. Yeah, like there's still kind of an area that could be a nose and like the hollow-ish for the eye, but they're skin colored and like. I think that's scarier. Although, like I don't know, I had I had an old, you know how Amish people aren't allowed to like represent human faces, so all of their dolls are just blank. Really? I think that's why. Maybe you're supposed to draw on your own face. I don't fucking know. Um, I was like an idols thing. Yeah, I was told that they weren't allowed to like create representations of of human faces for some idolatry reason. There are several accounts of the origins of faceless dolls used by Amish children. One account says that a young Amish girl was given a rag doll with a face for Christmas. Her father became upset and cut the head off the doll. He reportedly said, only God can make people. He then replaced the head with a stuffed stocking that did not have a face. Some Amish children have wrapped blankets around small logs and pretended they were dolls. A sociological study from 2007 says that the dolls are left faceless because all are alike in the eyes of God, and that the lack of facial features agrees with the Bible's commandment against graven images. So you'll get these dolls that are all like black cloaked and black hooded and just blank. And they're that's really, awful. they're really troubling. Um, so that's kind of what I'm picturing. Just a little, a little faceless doll. Um, even over the sound of the heater and the radio, my aunt says she could hear the girl whispering, Venka, Venka, to her. And she could see her crooking a finger towards the car. Ugh, nope. This was the first time that my aunt saw the girl's hands. They were bleeding with long, cracked fingernails. And sure enough, her feet weren't feet, they were like hooves. At this point, my uncle climbed back into the car, and my aunt, pointing towards the girl, saw that she was gone. The next morning, as soon as the sun was up, they packed up and drove all the way home for the holidays. And after that, my aunt refused to go back to the house and never saw the girl again. Ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, at least she wasn't in the back seat. Yeah, so <laughs> that was my concern. That's the. Th that's always like yeah. seeing the ghost when you're like alone walking somewhere is like scary enough, but when you're in your I don't know like when you have your car with you or when the ghost is by your house it just you know it's like a bee. The, the ghost might get into the car. The ghost might come into the house. I don't know if, like, I would, scarier, but just the idea of, like, being out on a street alone yeah. and, like, seeing something weird in the distance, like, that scares me more than, like, yeah, I heard a voice in my apartment. Like, I yeah. don't know what it is about it. I, it's... I, for me, at least, I think it's because, like, you know, what if the car stops? What if then you're just there? You're you're there with this thing out there, and, like, you're on its turf. It's, I, I picture Slender Man when I, like, picture the scenario in my head, but just, like, under a streetlight, far enough away that, like, <laughs> I can see it full body, but not so far away that it's... Like, not a threat. Yeah. It's just a very specific, very upsetting mental image that I have right now. Uh, mine is, it's similar, but instead of, um, 
instead of a slender man it's you know uh, goya's painting of um saturn devouring his son oh god yes it's just that like horrible like pained nightmare face just like kind of emerging from some trees um emerging from some trees like you know like you're on the road and like it's in the trees off to the side of the road but it's maybe just a little bit too high just a little bit too yeah. big um yeah. yeah i hate it i hate it so <laughs> i hate it a lot um that is fucking terrifying um i yeah um <laughs> we're both just he, like what do we say about that it was uh, it's upsetting no, it reminded me of, of last year the one that like really got me was the one where they like broke into the house and were like looking around oh yeah 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 and um, that was a different like kind of dread it it's that like they're it, it's two two sides of the equation where it's like you're either seeing the the effects of the ghost or like you're seeing the the situation in which the haunting occurs or you're seeing yeah. the thing that causes the haunting yeah <laughs> both equally troubling but in 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 very different ways um i that kind of thing is very very this particular like you know there's a creepy little girl and she wants you to follow her into the woods and it's not really a little like the one that got me last year was the like there's a little girl in your bathroom and you know that that's not a really a little girl right oh right <laughs> um awful horrible uh don't trust little girls no no um we rate these stories on this podcast oh shit um, um i i i i think i'm going to give that one uh five out of five hoof shaped indentations in the snow yeah, I'm going to go five out of five uh, Dixie cups left on a porch. <laughs> I love it. Like, it was probably cups. It was It's cups. <laughs> if we go out on the street, there's going to be cups down there. What else could well, it be? It's since cups. Since they said it looked like hooves, because like, I didn't register that as a, as a possibility earlier, yeah. cups makes more sense. Yeah. That, yeah, if it's like, oh, it's... What does, yeah, what, what is it? I was a like, how are they laying that it looked like foot, like footprints? I, I was kind of picturing just like, just like indentation of the snow. Like, like maybe a kid was standing there, like somebody picked her up. And so you just like the, the figo, oh, boop, yeah, you yeah. know, like, um, but no, yeah. Little, little hoof marks in the snow is horrible. Ugh. <laughs> Unless you own goats, then yeah. it's cute. Uh, even then, I mean, like, we all saw the witch. Goats are still trouble. Like, even when they're cute, which Black they are. Philip did nothing but improve that girl's life. I think that the witch is a very happy story. De yeah, she, she gets exactly what she wants. It's like Midsummer. She gets exactly what she needs. Exactly. Um, same with Hereditary. They're happy stories. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering the end of Hereditary, and I feel like you may have watched a different film. Look, uh, Anne Dowd got to do a wonderful expository monologue that really underscores what Ari Aster thinks about his audience's intellect. And, uh, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but by that point, you're like, yeah, it's Satanists, I get it. And then she's like, well, but the problem very was... specific Satanists. <laughs> yeah, like, not even... What a bummer! Like you're like you're you're a, you're not even a groupie for the lead act. You're a groupie for the opening band. It's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, anywho, look, someone had to be a bigger fan of the Dancing Monkeys than they were for Michael Jackson. Like, 
That's that's or fair. the Beatles. One of those two. <laughs> They're the same thing. Somebody has to like the other Jackson Four, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. No one like someone's a bigger Tito fan. <laughs> <laughs> we all love Jermaine. Um, anywho, <laughs> um, all right. So I think it, it's time. It's time to switch. I'm gonna run through these again. We have fire. <laughs> A Ride Home, The Crucifix, and The Duplex. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ride Home on this one. Okay. Um, uh, if we could just take a quick break. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna refill my Diet Coke, uh, and I will be uh, back in a jiffy. What up, Sobelo listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of Sobelo Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. They made the new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar red, like the Coca-Cola with sugar. I notice a difference in the taste, and I can't decide if I don't like it. It's almost like a cinnamon quality to it. It tastes more like sugared Coca-Cola from the 90s. Oh, that might be it. Mm. Um, and I breathed it in. But yeah, it's definitely more like spice forward, uh, and whatever they're doing with the sweetener, it tastes like actual sugar. I decided I should probably have some water since I pretty much just had cider and no food that wasn't a uh, fudge. So doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eating just shrimp chips. So <laughs> as you can see from Matt, <laughs> it just has big shrimp. I recently found out that I am allergic to specifically mollusks. Huh. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite sea goobers. I I hate, like, most oh. seafood. It's just a texture thing. Um, but a where couple you, weeks ago... Where do you stand hmm? like a clam chowder? Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, I ate clam chowder to be polite. I see. And then as I'm projectile vomiting, I'm like, what is happening? Like, oh, no. Because no one else got sick. Sure. But then I remember the last time that that happened was in New Orleans when I had a bunch of oysters. But then I also drank like six drinks and I thought that was it. Sure. Nope. Turns I mean, out. It probably was the like 20 ounces of frozen Irish coffee, but it was a little bit of column oysters. A little bit of column B. Yeah. I mean, what luck to be allergic to shellfish in a way that is not the traditional way to be allergic to shellfish, which just kills you. Yeah. So. Yeah. And plus, I can still eat shrimp and crab. Um, That's a win. Just, All just of not... the bugs. You know, the, the insecty ones. Yeah. I'm a little upset that I'll never be able to eat a cuttlefish out of spite. 
Yeah, what's your fucking deal with cuttlefish? They're the they, sweetest ones. They fucking freak me out. It's their eyes. <laughs> it's their stupid little, like, hand. Mm-hmm. Did you see their, how their eyes, like, f- when they focus, like, the little curls in its pupil, like, furls? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, yeah. No, they creep me the fuck out. Yeah. Jellyfish and cuttlefish live in the same place in my head where, like, I'm scared of them, mm-hmm. but and I don't particularly love looking at them, but it's not in the same level as I don't like um, Horses. most oh. monkeys. <laughs> That's right. We've covered this. Yeah. We've, yeah. Um, um, orangutans specifically, I, I hate it. Uh, they're very human. Those little, little it's like those, the, it's like the eyes. The, yeah. Even the monkeys at the <clears throat> beginning of Space Odyssey. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, those weren't real monkeys. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I also can't watch Planet of the Apes. Like that yeah. is a, bordering phobia but cuttlefish and jellyfish i can appreciate them sure from a distance but i would never ever want to meet one yeah it's like a, it's like how i used to feel about horses and mushrooms i've really come around on both of those um mushrooms is like an ingredient or yeah well just like conceptually, conceptually? yeah they okay. they were they troubled me and then i i decided to best my fear of them by getting really into them and now i'm I just took a mushroom supplement uh, an hour ago. Not a fun one, just like a, a ho- hopefully... For health pre- reasons, not for yeah. mental reasons. A hopefully will prevent me from getting cancer one. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, what was I doing? The ride home. <laughs> Spooky. If this ends with someone's sweater being folded over a grave. <laughs> um, it's... vibe wise it's not dissimilar but it's a it's a hot it's a hot new it's a fresh new take on that yeah Um, if sarah and i learned anything from doing two episodes in a row of like haunted different country than the one we're in mm -hmm. uh it's that that story exists in every culture everyone has that um i'm going to be i'm just going through and like um quickly adding some line breaks to this so that it retains formatting because uh in my experience when i paste something into the chat here it is no good uh, but all right a ride home oh it did the thing all right you want me to send this to you as an email that would be great <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to sound like I'm a kid in ninth grade English trying to read from the textbook. And then a ride home, and then a ride home. Uh, um, I actually failed ninth grade English uh, my first term in school. Because, because of formatting issues? No, because I was so bored listening to the fucking <laughs> idiots that were in the general English class mm-hmm. try to read Romeo and Juliet, and then they put me in, like, smart kid English, and I was fine. And you're like, God. The, uh, yeah, I, uh, before we moved to Europe, I went to a public school over in Vancouver, Washington, uh, for one year. Discovery Middle School, named after a spaceship that blew up, I think. Did Discovery blow up? No, that was a Challenger. Um, <clears throat> I think Discovery blew up too, didn't it? Anyway, um, I just sent that over as an email. Uh, but yeah, and like, the children in my class looked at me like I was a, some sort of god. I think because I went to a Montessori for a few years. Yeah, being in Catholic school kind of prepared me for really boring shit that I don't think they were ready for. Yeah. I also went to a Catholic school for a couple years after the Montessori, 
Um, I would just come home every day and say, like, what did you learn? Like, they told us a bunch of fun stories. Yeah, I didn't know that the Spanish Inquisition happened until I was in high school, because they kind of just leave that out. We don't need to talk about that one. But I also remember being assigned an essay when I was there um, about Robert E. Lee, and at no point did they, like, mention that um, there was a, a good side and a bad side to that particular war. That That seems like trouble uh yeah yeah um yeah my history and uh science was fine to a certain extent but this the catholic school i went to was like one of our teachers was like a nun who bailed because she wanted to get married like you know they were fun they were fine it was cool um because that's the only kind of nun you would want to deal with small town uh roman catholic uh we went to mass every day and the mass was done in latin Who's that for? Who cares? Oh, I hate re- it's so Yeah, dumb. I took I took 4 years of Latin um yeah. and we focused mostly on church words. So yeah. <laughs> I'm only moderately helpful in a Dan Brown situation. <laughs> if there were a tragic time travel accident and you ended up in Rome, you'd just be asking for like directions to the like sepulcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would kind of be on the same level as if I was put into France now and had to use my French to like do stuff. I could probably order a hamburger find a shirt and uh get to the airport yeah those are the three things those are the three things you need in ancient rome (laughs) um all right uh did that go through yep 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 perfect um then yeah let's do the ride home all right i'm going to edit in the noise shootout (laughs) yeah you can't see it, but somebody's uh, shooting at my feet and I'm dancing. <laughs> All right. Uh, when I was 10, my mom and I had to drive through the Colorado Rockies in the middle of the night. We were going home from a family reunion. and on the <laughs> We were leaving a hotel in a snowcat where my father had just killed the janitor. <laughs> oh man, it's that midway point between The Shining and Dr. Sleep that I absolutely needed. <laughs> Um, we were going home from a family reunion, and on the last leg home, crossing six states, what was the first leg? Oof, God. Uh, six states. She said we had enough money left for gas or to stay overnight in a hotel room, but not both. Everything on the trip had cost more than she planned for, and she was pretty broke after recently divorcing my dad. It's a perfect time for a road trip. Is this a road trip of necessity? Like it sounds you're... like a Thelma and Louise style yeah. road trip where you have to work some shit out. I've stolen my child. <laughs> um, so basically, we coast on fumes, financially speaking, from Denver to LA. It's all downhill. Why would you go to the family? My family <laughs> reunion's two hours away and I'm not going to fuck with it. <clears throat> Mine is less than 30 minutes away and I refuse. <laughs> I have things to do <laughs> that aren't yell at my uncle for uh, for uh, being a secret racist. Um, yeah, I didn't go to the one this year, and I won't go to the one next year, but I told my grandma that she could just play the episode of Afternoonified where I talk about how my family <laughs> got lost on the way uh, from Idaho to Oregon. Um, she was like, oh, okay, what's it called? I'll do that. I'm like, no, don't do it, don't do don't it, do it, don't, don't do it. it. <laughs> you, now you have to record a fake episode for them. With, like, the Ken Burns music in the background and no swears. and uh, My fiancé's mom, like, when we had only been dating for about two years, mm-hmm. um, 
she said that she and his grandmother had listened to a little bit of an episode of After Unified, and I almost shat my pants because that is not... <laughs> I'm trying so hard to remember what their names are because I remember that they had a, a waterbed full of newspaper. J.B. Smooth? <laughs> what do you call him? <laughs> Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh, damn it! Doug and Vicky. Doug and Vicky, there we go. <laughs> I called him Doug Bowen Vickers. That was right. <laughs> nice people. Very religious. Not the target audience. <laughs> oh boy. Podcast? I don't have one. Shut up. And I just talking to a mic for fun. <laughs> I have this microphone because I'm one of those weird ASMR perverts. <laughs> I eat a bunch of food for perverts on the internet. There's a Star Trek podcast that I listen to, and like recently they've been doing a bit where they're like, it's like they're watching Star Trek Voyager at this point, and I think it's because like Janeway gets really breathy and is a kind of a close talker in some scenes, and they just spin it like it's ASMR, and they just do this, and I'm like, and I'm like, I almost run to write an email to be like, I, it's like listening to somebody chew. I can't like you are hurting people with your words and your weird little tippity taps. There was a podcast that someone recommended that sounded really great in theory and it probably was really great except the host like you could hear him like crack a beer and then it was <laughs> like like canned swallowing sound effects and it made me want to throw <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm just never going to find out. Like, I can't. I can't. Like, if I have to sit next to somebody eating an apple, I'm going to commit murder. (laughs) I can't imagine, like, putting that into my ears voluntarily. Uh, Yeah, mouth sounds are the worst. Oh, my God. You fucking misophenia or whatever that fake name for that definitely real thing is. (laughs) Uh, The opposite of ASMR. Like, ASMR is physical torture to me i like the asmr when it's someone like um assembling something or like uh making those little japanese candy yeah if it's like if if it's like plastic yeah it's if it's like process noise is fine but it doesn't like i don't get that like weird whatever like weird like tinglies yeah like in that in that third terminator movie where she like licks john connor's blood and she's like like, gross i don't want I don't I like not it. remember that scene. It's it's troubling and it stayed with me. Uh, it's I a really shitty Terminator, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, which one? Like the last one, Dark Dark Stool, Dark Fate. What? Uh, that was actually my favorite of the newer ones. The one before it with uh, Christian Bale was a load of shit, and oh the one God. before that with the Terminator with the inflatable boobs was. Yeah. It was definitely a movie that got made. <sighs> It's like the new the new Halloween movie where you're like... I like the last one, but this next one I'm very... Like, I'm upset for... It's the worst. Worry. It's maybe the... Like, okay. The Halloween 2018 was amazing. It was great. It was a return to form. This newest one might be the worst of them. Um, is of that include Season of, of the Witch? Of them. Oh, no. Yeah. It's really... It's really bad. It's, um... It feels kind of racist, like every every person of color gets murdered and is, like, really dumb. Um, and then there's, like, kind of a troublingly stereotypical gay couple who get murdered. Um, and one of them is played by Stuart from Mad TV. It's a really weird misstep. It, it, it literally sounded like you were doing a, a Stefan SNL bit, like... 
It has everything. I can't, I can't, like, I watched it with, with Mike, and by the end of it, we were just like, I'm angry at it. I'm not even like, oh, this was dumb. Like, this was really bad. And I like, haven't felt that way since I tried to watch uh, Highlander. The the one from the back then? Yeah. Where Chris, where are you from with that accent? Around. I, we made it like 20 minutes. It, I was so bored. I am a Scottish man. I am from so Scotland. Let me go over and talk to my Spanish knife instructor. Hello, I'm Sean Connery. I'm from Spain. <laughs> I did want to get to that part, but I like couldn't. It takes a lot. You, you got to like take some ketamine to get through that one. It's a real, it's just, I, I, I enjoy it, but I think it's because it, 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 it gets up to a point where you're like, Okay, it's fun. There's a lot of head chopping. Cool. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, that was my favorite part of the the bit that I did watch was... It's a fun idea. It's a um, fun anyway. Idea. Um, so That's the, right. These, <laughs> these people are uh, driving from somewhere to uh, L.A. via Denver. Yeah, um, downhill all the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're leaving Denver, yeah, probably. Uh, just take the emergency brake off. And... <laughs> away we go. You'll gain enough traction. Um, all right. <laughs> it rained on and off, and we had to go slower than usual because of a thick fog that was almost as heavy as rain, but not quite. Uh, I was watching her carefully because I could tell she was tired and worried she might drive off the edge of the winding highway. For the record, my mom was perfectly fine. This is just how I perceived things as an anxious kid. I also asked her more than once what would happen if we hit a bear on the freeway. This story that. is about us as people. <laughs> uh, my strategy was to keep her awake with junk food, which I paid for from quarters I squirreled away in a crown royal sack from my allowance. Yep. I'm glad that that's a universal experience. Turns out everyone's parents give them like a discarded crown royal bag. We all you, had one. We all had Christmases. You like... hide your treasures in it. Yeah, Crown Royal bags is for, like, kids' toys, and the butter cookie tins are for buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like batteries. Batteries, buttons, other sewing supplies. Yeah, yeah. It's all kind of, like, yeah. God, I feel like I've only seen one of those butter tins full, like, once in my life. I purchased one for myself a couple just years ago just it? to prove that it was real. <laughs> Some of them have jam in them. Yeah, those are the best ones. I love a good, I love a little good, a good butter cakes, butter cakes and whatever they're called. You can actually get them at Ikea. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's some that are filled with like hazelnut they stuff in, They too. come in the tube, the strawberries yep. are the best. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so at some point after midnight, we stopped for gas and I got out to buy some sodas. Uh, you gotta have road sodas. Yeah, um, rodas. <laughs> before I went inside, I heard someone say, psst. And I was confused about where it came from until a kid about my age stepped out from the side of an ice machine. Saying, Venga. Venga. I was just picturing a tiny Arnold in Batman and Robin. Um, so he was wearing dark sunglasses even though it was the middle of the night. And I thought maybe he was playing with me. Maybe pretending to be a spy. Because that, yeah. Because I'm picturing like a ten year old. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's weird, like a kid, a kid in sunglasses, with like a trench coat. Yeah, yeah. come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Give me your clothes. Muppet babies, but Terminator. <laughs> um, will you buy me something? He asked. I laughed nervously. Like what? I don't know. I need to come into the store to pick it out. Mm. I felt awkward and mumbled no, turning towards the entrance. 
Right when I was about to pull the door open, the kid stepped out further from the ice machine and said, Please, I'm hungry. I want a Coke. I want a Pepsi. I want Doritos. I want a... He kept listing off things in a flat voice, and I remember suddenly feeling colder. I wondered why he wasn't wearing any shoes or a jacket in this rainy weather, and I also wondered where his mom was. There's something very creepy about like somebody just stepping in and being like, "I need a Coke, give me a Pepsi, a Doritos, give me a gum and snack." Like, there's something creepy about like a. a... I don't like kids. I don't like. I yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, like as the I, concept of black-eyed children is like maybe top tier. <laughs> as I as I said on the last podcast you were on, um, uh, if given the choice between a child and a cantaloupe, uh, I would take a cantaloupe, and I don't care for melons. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, they're. I I've become even less like d- wanting them near me since we went to Disneyland. Like that's oh, a good place to God. go if you want to kick every kid named Bryson. And then get and then like get that like editorial written about you about how Disneyland is not for people without children and like I my kid Riley Navy spelled I E G H wanted a pretzel and I couldn't wait in line and I just wanted to kick this person away who's waiting in line for a pretzel. I'll send you a link to this thing anyway. <laughs> I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, it's better when you don't have kids because you don't have to buy shit yeah. and everything is quiet. It's yeah, I like not to not to be too too tangenty here. Um but like yeah, the idea of like giving up literally everything that I value in my life and everything that I like about my life just because of like it's like oh well you have to. I'm like, "No, fuck you." What? I prefer money and time over a screaming snot factory. Yeah, you know what I love? A very small carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> I love being able to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I love not uh, accidentally murdering a child. Because you know, you know that the, the odds are probably higher than you'd think that like one day it's going to like get, bite it down the stairs or something. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I don't pay enough attention to what I do. I don't want anything that, uh, I don't want anything in my house whose uh, head bones aren't fully formed. How about that? Nothing I with exposed ca- brain matter. Yeah, I got the cats. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have to feed them. They still do shit that I don't like, but yeah. it's... They don't have to go to college. Yeah. Um, no, but what if they right. did? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, oh, cool. I get to many characters in this story. All right, so the kid, very creepy. No shoes. Anyway. Uh, then, bang, bang, bang. A man was pounding on the glass door from the inside and yelling at the kid. I told you not to come around here. Get the fuck out of here. Then the man turned to me and yelled, don't talk to him. Don't let him in my store. This feels like an orphan situation. Like, this guy clearly knows something that we don't. Yeah, it's, it's a 45-year-old. <laughs> this guy, this guy, the store owner is just us. He's like, I fucking hate kids. They're awful. It's my favorite episode of Gravity Falls where they go to the convenience store that's haunted and it's literally just because the owners hate teens. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh. All right. I was terrified and ran back across the parking lot to the car. I locked myself in and ducked down in the back seat with my jacket over my head so I couldn't look out the window. When my mom finished pumping our gas, she got in the car and said, if you're tired, you can just go to sleep. Honey, are you all right? You seem um, scared shitless. <laughs> I guess. It smells her. like fear pee in here. <laughs> I 
I guess to her I looked like I was sleeping, not hiding, and I was quiet as we pulled out of the driveway. Just terrified face under blanket. Some hours later, we stopped for gas again. Man, that car gets awful gas mileage. <laughs> That's why they can't afford a hotel, because they're driving like a Hummer. <laughs> I mean, they made choices. Um, gas again. I was still spooked. I would not have gotten out of the car if it weren't for the fact that I had to pee so badly. So my heart was thumping as I speed walked inside to get the bathroom key. And I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see anyone when I went outside to the bathroom or back inside to return the key. But when I turned around to leave, bam, bam, bam. The cashier was banging on her window and yelling outside, don't talk to him, don't let him in here, he knows he can't come in here. She was screaming at my mom who stood in the parking lot talking to a kid, <clears throat> the kid, who kept talking calmly even as the clerk was banging on the glass. Mm -mm. Cling into the bottom of the car, Cape Fear style. <laughs> Or Sideshow Bob style, depending on what your preference is. I tore outside towards the car. Mom, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car, Mom! <laughs> I must have been about 20 feet away when I ran past them. But I felt near enough for him to touch me, like I was just about to feel his fingers on the back of my neck. Ugh. When I got to the car, it was locked, in all caps, with an exclamation point in parentheses. Mom, unlock the car. And I kept pulling on the door handle like it miraculously was going to open on its own. Mom, let's go. Mm -hmm. You know she's doing the mom thing where she has just like the finger up. She's like, I am talking to someone right now. I'm, I'm speaking to this. Was it Velma? What was it? <laughs> Silent scream. Uh, the kid's just like. Doritos and, and Funyuns and Cool Ranch and then cashews. <laughs> I saw her say something to the kid. Then she jogged back to the car, unlocked it, and I dove into the back seat again. Go, 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 go! <laughs> Drive the car! <laughs> when we were just about to turn out of the driveway, I peeked out the window to see if the kid was following, following us. Afterward, I wished I hadn't. This was the image that sticks with me. He was standing on the edge of the lot, right where the pavement disappeared into tall grass, where he suddenly lurched over and slammed his palms to the ground. It was almost the same posture as downward dog in yoga, but instead of bending at the hips, his back arched up into the air in a perfect tight arch like a Halloween cat. It was grotesque and cartoonish and did not look human at all. <sighs> I, don't, I don't care for that. I don't prefer that. We drove away and my mom was silent, not asking me what happened or why I was sobbing. She put her hand on my knee and squeezed a few times until I finally caught my breath. Finally, she turned to me and said, Something's not right about that kid. She loves to tell the story at Christmas and other gatherings where she's had a lot of wine, or where she's had a lot of wine around a lot of people. She loves the part where she gets to say, He asked her for a candy bar, but he asked me for a ride home. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, he asked he asked her for a candy bar. He asked me for a ride home. Well, I'm going to give that three and a half out of four <laughs> or five bags of Doritos. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm uh, five, uh, ten out of five. I'm giving that... Uh, <laughs> uh, 
10 out of 5 gas stations where somebody is banging on the window saying, don't let that thing in here. Um, for sure a black-eyed kid. How like, do they all know him? What does, is the, what is he just, does he just go from station yeah, that, to station along the road? That's definitely black-eyed kid territory. Ugh. Um... Um, uh, nor it feels like black-eyed kids. Those are more normally like. Well, it feels like I'm going to say the black-eyed peas. Um, Fer, Fergie's at the way. door. I. That's worse. Yeah. I would. Uh. You know, you don't want Fergie to show up. She'll, she'll sing and pee on you. I'm glad I'm not the. That's. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, don't say anything. That's weird that that's the thing you remember about of Fergie. <laughs> Everybody remembers when Fergie peed on stage. Um, yeah, that story is really upsetting. Like, that is, I think, like, Venka's spooky, but that one is really, really troublesome. Just the idea that... I, I don't like when a ghost doesn't have, like like, a cordless ghost. You know, it could just be anywhere. Um, I mean, it does have the implication that it was following them. Yeah, but not that it's following just them. Because, like, again, all the people in the store, like, don't, you can't I, I come in here. I would assume it has, like, a route, and it just goes between and, like, follows a person until the end of its route, and then it goes back to the beginning. <sighs> um, give me a ride home. Yeesh. I think the detail in the other story that that kind of bumped it up to that next level is the, like, the ice around the indentations. Like, I can kind of picture, like, deep ice. It's, mm. Yeah. Because how did it get out without breaking? Ugh. Yeah, where it's like, it's the, it's the, it's like somebody made a, it's like a Pompeii cast of, yeah. <laughs> of a demon. <laughs> yeah, I, that one, that one's troubling to me, particularly because you don't really know what it wants. I mean, like, with Venka, you kind of get, like, the kid's, the kid's gonna die. The kid's gonna get its soul yeah, taken. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. One, this one, mm. like, it's asking for snacks. But what did it do to freak out the people at the gas station? Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. Like, if I, if, if every night I, at some point, there was a kid outside just being like, let me in. Please let me in. Like, the first couple nights, you'd be like, nah, okay, whatever. But then, like, after a while, like, you would start to, like, telltale heart yourself into, like, oh, this thing is... Like, even if it wasn't doing anything, I think you would build it up in your mind where you're like, this thing is evil. Like, it's it's going to kill me. Yeah, I think that one might haunt me in the, the dream times tonight, but... Yep. <laughs> that's def... If, if it's going to be one, like, Venka's spooky enough, but, like... Ugh. Trouble. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going, uh, yeah, 10, uh, 10 out of five spooky, spooky stars. I don't care for that one. <laughs> too scared what to if, come up with a rating system. Like what? Ha yeah. Too scared to remember what numbers are. And like, what would have happened if you had given it a ride home? And then like, what was it doing when it like bent over wrong? Like, I mean, that's a pretty, like a lot of ghosts do that for no discernible reason because it is very scary yeah just to just to freak people out i feel like i just need to get a shot of just the, the reaction of like <laughs> um but like yeah i i don't care for that at all something about like yeah that body movement um 
you're probably not up to date on the Flash, but there's a DC villain called the Ragdoll, and <laughs> it's um, horrifying. Okay. It's, it's what... generally one of the, the scarier things. Um, they have a contortionist who plays it. Hold on. Did did they uh, did they take a, a note from that those like graphic tests where they were like like it's the guy like going to the store and he's like, <laughs> uh, kind of. Yeah. Because um, that's very creepy. Well, we'll have to. No, no, too bendy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that the guy that played him was also a very bendy, scary person and a different. Was it the contortionist from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Well, that might be the jangly uh, man. I, that um, was. I've, I oh, li- he's I liked voiced every... by Phil Lamar, oh. but not played by yeah yeah i liked every other part of that movie with the jangly man i'm like you didn't need to add it's like remember in the bird cage when they're cleaning out the house and like val comes out of the bathroom with the playboys and they're like what are these and he's like that's what they read uh, and he's like don't add just subtract that's how i feel about an adaptation of scary stories to tell in the dark it's a subtractive process not an additive one yeah there was I could have done without the spider story, but that's just um, my own personal, like, I didn't really want to see that realized. Yeah, it could, uh, yeah, I'm like, and you know what? I love the, like, the, 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 uh, me, Ty, Dodie, Walker, Lynchy, Kinchy, Kali, Molly, Dingo, Dingo. Um, big fan. Like, yeah, I, that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that story a lot. But I didn't need to see, like, there didn't need to be, like, a, like other body parts oh, coming um, through. He was in Malignant, um... And he was the jangly man. He was also the Baba Yaga in Hellboy. Oh, there we go. Baba Yaga, have you any wool? <laughs> uh, I think at this point, the campfire is burning low. Although once I edit out all of the stuff, we're probably at like an hour. So that's that's manageable. Um, so yeah, as as I responsibly douse this digital fire by clearing my browser history... Um, do, do tell me. How do we wrap up? Because, like, we've talked about what you believe in, or, like, whatever, what's happened to you spook-wise. Anything new, spooky? I don't really have any, like, new yeah. spooky experiences. All right. Um, then we'll left turn. Uh, what have you been watching spook-wise? Uh, well, last night we did Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yep. Um, I've watched approximately one episode of Midnight Mass, and I think it's going to be very good. Yeah. Oh, that's supposed um, to be on my list. I haven't... Yeah. It I, it plays very much into my uh, Roman Catholic trauma, so mm-hmm. super excited about that. Um, I'm going to go see Last Night in Soho this weekend. I am very, very, very excited. You uh, you you looking forward to uh, Lamb? Probably not going to watch it. It is a genre that makes me feel weird. Indie horror um, that's like the quiet kind of mumbly... Makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. But that little baby with yeah, her little I... lamb head and her tiny boots, I'm gonna cry. If I wanted something like that, I'll watch Eraser Head, so. <laughs> that, no, that baby was horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, fair enough, though. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh, recommendation uh, for you and I guess uh, everyone within the sound of my voice. Uh, currently, Hulu has this amazing horror movie called Censor, like C-E-N-S-O-R. Um, and it is a it is an 80s period piece that takes place in England during the era of the video nasties, like when they were 
aggressively censoring violent film. And it's the story of a censor who sees something in one of the videos that begins to compel her to investigate. Oh, damn it. That's one of my favorite. <sighs> it's um, really good. And it, like, the last 30 minutes, like, it goes off the rails. Like, it gets crazy, crazy, crazy. Damn. Um, when we went to see Venom last weekend, there was a trailer for a movie called, like, The Black Phone. Um, but there's this trailer for a movie and called The Black Phone, and as it went on, I was like, man, this this is just ripped off from a Joe Hill sh short story and, like, getting mad about it. It's just a fucking adaptation. <laughs> and I don't know. Sure. I was just mad that they weren't doing Heart Shaped Box, which is my uh, Halloween recommendation is to read or listen to the audiobook for Heart Shaped Box. It's so fuck. It's Joe Hill's The Shining. Yeah. And uh, on that note, my Halloween recommendation is to go listen to the song by Nirvana. Heart-shaped Heart -shaped box. box. Yeah. Or, failing that, go watch that segment from that episode of Westworld that is set to an instrumental version of Heart-shaped box. Yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. And um, then after that, watch the one that's set to that uh, piano, or the, like, Japanese-style version of okay. the Wu-Tang song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or, uh, and that fight scene that's set to um, that instrumental version of uh, The Weeknd. <laughs> Uh, let's let's just shout out just uh ramin jo jawadi yeah, I'm gonna yeah go that, that guy the game of thrones guy yeah um i guess a good good wrap-up question that has nothing to do with anything but we'll get out sure is favorite song that a fight scene has been set to you know on oh that is do you have one do you have one prepped um in recent i'm sure there's one like in the far past that's that's better um but it is from season one of Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is Saturday night by the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> and they're fighting a bunch of dudes at a bowling alley. Nice. That's yeah. that's fun. Um, I would say I, either, of course, um, Shaun of the Dead, uh, mm, Killer, yes. Killer Queen. Yes. Uh, but I would actually say I think that the one that I think is the most affecting is that whole scene in season three of Westworld that is set to... Um, the instrumental cover of Wicked Games by The Weeknd, or, oh, yeah, yeah. Weeknd. Um, yeah. It's really good, and it's, as a testament to Ramin Jawadi, which pronunciation, well, uh, I'm trying, uh, so many of his interpretations of these songs I enjoy more than the song themselves. Yeah, and, I, like, that's definitely come up. That one, like, that one, or, and also, like you said, like, the, 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 uh, the, what is it, uh, Cream? Is it Cream? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, like, that whole, like, it's so bloody and so awful. Or, or even, also from Westworld, that long shot of, okay, this is it. Uh, it's, I think, episode one of season two of Westworld, uh, Dolores and a bunch of the other, uh, hosts that have taken over the park are chasing down uh, shareholders from the company on horseback and it's set to the entertainer but like a player piano version of it and it is such an effective use of that jangly uh, chipper tune so much fun god I can't remember what song it was from Die Hard 3 the ants go marching in it, <laughs> that's not the right name but that's what like my brain kept telling me I was that, like this is do, 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 yep. do. oh it's from the great escape right maybe is that the one Future Avalon will tell us. Yeah, but... <laughs> He'll know. <laughs>
That was like the primary song they used in the movie. I'm like, did they spend the budget on Samuel L. Jackson and then? <laughs> what else do we have? <laughs> yeah, it's like this is public domain. It'll work. <laughs> yeah, very much the opposite of Westworld, being like. We need 14 seconds of a player piano version of Black Hole Sun. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so excited for that new season of Westworld. I need to watch the third season. I think that Wu-Tang song is like the episode where I dipped out just yeah. because I f- forgot. The third season, it feels transitory. Like, it feels like they're they're... Leading up to something. Yeah, they've closed the curtains and, like, action is happening while they move the set pieces around behind them. Makes but sense. But it's still fun. And, like, it, it ends in, like, a horrible, deterministic, uh, capitalist society kind of getting maybe what it deserves. Um, and they have that computer called Roboat. <laughs> it's actually Rehoboam, but every, like, everyone mispronounces it so much, it's just every time Dolores is like, they have a computer called Roboat. <laughs> Love it. It's the uh, best Evan Rachel would I've ever heard. Um. <laughs> it's it it felt a lot like uh, they they come out at Sound night. Sound like Jodie Foster, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Doctor Lecter, are you a robot too? Somewhere between. Wait, he was. <laughs> well, no, he was. Somewhere between Jodie Foster and Owen Wilson in um, Life Aquatic. <laughs> Doctor Lecter, uh, f- freeze all motor functions. <laughs> oh boy anyway yeah on that note uh happy halloween and uh we'll see you again next year oh i'm just gonna keep haunting the podcast (laughs) again you and michael garcia are very much the binary sons around which this podcast orbits so yeah you'll be back (laughs) the grady twins of (laughs) it's better than like the menendez brothers (laughs) i want to be the one that wears sweaters not the one that has the toupee Do you see the some picture of like the Menendez brothers at like a Lakers game or something, and they're just like yeah. it was like pre-murder, and they're just in the background. I thought it was just post-murder, like oh. the day after some shit. <laughs> oh god, that's more upsetting. Um, yeah. Good night. Goodbye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelowmedia.com. This this is. As above, so below.